You're listening to Program 7 of the Norvision Podcast, recorded to leave an oral history legacy of the journey of the Norvision Project. KCLR. A lot of us love being by water and could be happy out all day sitting by a river or on a beach, listening to the water and to the sounds of the birds. In the seventh programme in the Norvision radio series, we take a look at some of the things you can do on or along the River Nor, and begin by chatting with Dennis Drennan, farmer and chair of Kilkenny Leader and of Trails Kilkenny, and a part of the original team to identify the need for an agency like Norvision and to recognise the important asset that is the River Nor. We stand here today, there's bright sunshine, there's butterflies around us, the bluebells are out. So, I mean, how many people are sitting in their office or sitting at home today and look at what they have on their doorstep? Like, what are we, about five minutes drive from Kilkenny City yeah. on the bank of the river here? And look at, like, listen to the birds singing in the background, the river is here beside us. You know, nature is in abundance around us. Like, you know, I've just seen a duck now <laughs> swimming across the river as well here now as we're talking. People would pay to go on holidays to have a, a position like this and somewhere to sit out and mm. enjoy it like this. So, mm. I mean, we really have to go back to appreciating what we have on our doorstep. I mean, I suppose where part of the idea came from was we were actually on a trip out to France a couple of years ago and there was a river flowing through the area. We actually didn't go to look at the river, but it really hit us all that the use that the river was getting with boat clubs, canoe clubs, kayaking clubs, swimming clubs, regattas, festivals it was unbelievable Like that, the, the people in the area really saw the river as an integral part of the people of the area mm. and the use that the river got and the respect that the river got was phenomenal Like so I mean we have a fabulous uh, river flowing through our county here you know the whole way from Tipperary, Leash, Kilkenny on down to New Ross but I mean how many people actually use the river or experience you know, the, the, the fascination that is going for a walk by the river so we're hoping that people will appreciate it uh, that it will be protected more and look at there's, there's an amenity here on the doorsteps for everybody to use and a lot of us use it as a place to walk in the city for example there's the Lacken Walk the Bishop's Meadows and for those with strong legs there's lots of other options one of the first trails that was developed actually was the the walk between Bennett's Bridge and Kilkenny and uh, for anybody who knows it like you can get in on the Madeline Street or you can get in on the Austrian Bridge and you can walk the whole way to Bennett's Bridge um, and it's fabulous like we're on part of it here today like and I mean it's it's picture perfect here so it is like so and the, you know there's another section then that's developed between Thomastown and Innesteeg some of that is off road uh, most of it is along by the river again but I mean there's something fascinating by being by by the river and it's um it's fabulous like to come out and clear, go for a walk and clear your head at any stage yeah you like it you like the river oh I love it like I've grown up all my life on the river here like from the time I was six or seven I was cycling down and fishing on the river here and uh, it's just a pity to see the decline of the river uh you know, I think part of the problem was the Celtic Tiger. There was an awful lot of houses built in an awful lot of places and you could actually see, I'm fishing the river probably since the late 80s and uh, you, you could really see a decline in the river when the Celtic Tiger came along that I think there was an awful lot of towns and villages that were expanded and maybe wastewater treatment plants, you know, weren't uh, kept, up to, kept up to date or didn't have the capacity to deal with the number of houses that were built in these towns and villages along. It was a fabulous trout and salmon river. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had the honour of catching a four and a half pounds trout down in Welch's down further there back in about 1984 or five. Yeah. But uh, the trout that size are, are non-existent on the river. They're all probably less than a pound, probably half pound, three quarter pound weight is the, mm-hmm. the average trout on the river now and far less. And that's basically down to the quality of the water in the river is not as good as it used to be. And the fly life on the river is mm-hmm. not as good as, as, it, as it used to be. 
what makes a good fishing day? Well, a, a good, good fishing day means one thing only, that you have fish in the river. And the way our rivers are gone at the moment, fish are nearly something that you'd have to uh, look back at pictures to see what they look like. This is Paddy Dunn, chair of Kilkenny Anglers Association. 50 years ago, he fell in love with trout fishing. And I progressed from there to salmon fishing. And of course, I've done a lot of sea fishing and so forth. But I just enjoy the pastime, uh, love being out amongst nature. And uh, I don't think I'd rather be anywhere else only on the river, like, you know. But what he sees now on the river disturbs him. Between pollution, between cormorants, even seals we have on the river now at the moment. And all of these are not a creature that should be on the river so far up from the sea. We have smalls going back at the moment, uh, which have been targeted by two seals in particular that we've had up beyond Thomastown. Uh, and I've watched them hunting fish. Since I've started fishing this year, which is the 17th of March, and we didn't get to do much of it, um, we only have, I think, three fish recorded on our stretch of river. And our stretch of river is between Innesteeg and Thomastown, like, you know, so we should meet fish. Uh, we should have no problem meeting fish, especially this time of the year, spring fish. But whatever has gone wrong, Monica, we're just not meeting them, you know. And now, if they do meet a salmon, they must return it to the river. Because there's a catch and release system on the Nore due to low numbers of wild Atlantic salmon. Because of these factors, the Angling Club hasn't many salmon fishermen. We have a very good committee. We have some very good members, but our membership has gone way down, way down as regards salmon fishing. Salmon fishing. But what we have had an increase in this year is trout members, uh, which is great to see. But I'd say an awful lot of the reason why we've had such an increase in trout members is because people can't go anywhere. The river is nearby. And in fairness to them, they look for to become members on the river so they could access our water. Which is lovely to see because the more we have on the river, uh, the more it's protected. But an abundance of guys trout fishing. Tommy Hoyne is secretary of the Kilkenny Anglers and he remembers the good days fishing on the Nore. When I was a young fella, well over 50, nearly 60 years ago, I used to fish upriver at the rock and three castles and up along there. With, I, from my home place, I'd cycle down on a bad bike <laughs> and fish for most of the day, yeah. or trout fishing it was that time too. Yeah. be a lot of young fellas on the river that time up along there could be 10, 15, 20 young fellas fishing for trout like go down early morning and come home around tea time or 5 o'clock and we normally that time the water was so good that time the elderly men on the river they'd be making tea out of the river with their billy cans they'd boil the water out of the river and make the tea and yeah. we'd get a mug of tea as a young fellow with them like there was an awful lot of um, elderly anglers come out from Kilkenny all on bikes like up along the river there you could count up 30 of them maybe they're all deceased now in the Lord of Mercy and the majority of them I remember with those salmon anglers Patrick stay up the river now and talking about up his main and up three castles and up along there there could be anything up to 20 salmon caught be around Patrick's day or before Patrick's day or after that time of the year like yeah. there'd be all spring fish would be up there yeah. most of them were sold that time down in Thomastown was one place there in John Crennan's. They all went over to England to Billingsgate or some of the markets in England. But most of the older anglers that time, I mean, they dressed kids out of it and uh, paid school books and all that. The salmon was a big uh, source of income to uh, uh, yeah, working families that time, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Now that's all changed. Oh, it's all changed now, yes. It's hard to see a salmon in the river nor now, not to say catch one. It's a grand bit of leisure and it's grand to be out there and you'll see that at this time of the year there you see the matter with clutches of ducks and as Paddy said, you'll see the kingfishers and you'll see, you know, it's nice to be out like. Yeah. And yeah. you won't get a lot out of the river now, only just the peace of mind and tranquility of the river and mm. watching wildlife and that kind of thing. I come here for the relaxation, like as, as I've done this evening and most evenings this week, just to sit here, relax by the river, listen to the sound of the river going by and just get away from the, uh, the pressures of work and everyday life in town. Just they are flowing by us now with no hindrance and all, and it's just the pure sound of it. Aidan Brennan has been swimming on the river since he was a young lad. He's a member of the Kilkenny Masters Club. Master swimming is, is swimming for adults, anyone over 19 years of age. And he's a part of a group who swim at the weir of the Bleach Road, Kilkenny. It originally just started as regulars coming down here, but we've, uh, we have our own WhatsApp group and all, and we all uh, meet up regularly to go swimming here and that. And some swimmers will take to the river despite the cold water. During the winter, we, we, a few of the guys have thermometers and it was down to two or three degrees. And But here during the summer, uh, it'll go up to 12, 13 degrees. And yeah, yeah then it's nice and balmy to swim in. And what about the water quality in this area? Would you notice like how clean it is or just a change? You can see it pretty well, but there is a lot of algae on, on the bottom, all right, from the, the nutrients that have been coming down through the, down through the river. A couple of my friends that are in vo- Noor Vision now, they would have more of a knowledge of that. But uh, when when I'm swimming upriver, I do notice the algae that's on the bottom, all right. Yeah. But otherwise, the, the river is pretty clean. I say, I've been swimming since 11 or 12, and I've never cut a bug out of it. And there's a lad going to go in there now. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. Brogan McKelvey is, uh, oh, he's a bloody good swimmer. He'll swim up way upriver, and uh, really? he's actually doing a challenge this month for cancer prevention of swimming 100 kilometres in the month of uh, May. Would you know everybody now coming here? I'd know, I'd know most of them, yeah. A lot I'd know to see, but... Mo- trying to remember names unless I've seen them regularly but there'd be an awful lot I'd know for years and yeah we we because we were all come to St Mary we've all got to know each other we've had uh, Christmas parties here we've had birthday parties and all and we just decided to put the word out amongst our WhatsApp group we bring along a few teas and coffees and cakes and yeah we've a good bit of fun a lot of us just turned up here on New Year's Day a few got into the water and that but we had our uh, teas and coffees and, that and toasted in the new year yeah. that's lovely yeah. yeah so you've made friends here oh as yeah well. yeah. I, people I, who I wouldn't have even known even though I'm living in Kilkenny all my life wouldn't have had a clue who they were but we've all become good friends and we chat about things and so on. Yeah. What would you be chatting about? Oh, everything. everything and everything. Oh, Netflix and uh, <laughs> what's on TV and uh, uh, what's the latest with COVID and so on. Generations of Kilkenny people have swam out here, like my father and his generation. Likewise, I've done it. Now my nieces and nephews swim out here, and and the vast majority of us keep it clean. There is a few, unfortunately, that will just leave the rubbish there behind them, but. The gang of us that use it here, we take such uh, pride in it that we gather it all up and the council leave, fair juice and leave rub- rubbish bags there on the poles behind me yeah. uh, and we put the rubbish in there and it's collected. And likewise, where we're sitting here now, back five, six years ago, the council did a major job on the bank here and on the road to, pre- to uh, prevent flooding and so on. And mm. they've put in a nice amenity here of the, the seating area and all and 
the steps and the banisters for getting in. Because the, the, the nor here, the stretch, particularly here, but also the stretch down in the middle of the city, is one of the most unutilised assets that the city has. Now, hopefully with the new Abbey Quarter, it'll be built into that. But, I mean, for boating and for swimming, like, I mean, every year the annual uh, nor swim is on it, which is a fundraising event for one of the local charities. And always a regular group turn up to that, purely for fun. Yeah. And likewise, the triathlon club it uses for their swim stage of that and yeah and they're hopefully now with the new water activity centre that's envisaged to be built built down by behind county hall with government assistance hopefully that'll be a great asset to use for for the river because that's the city stretch is a, is a great stretch yeah. for swimming up and down and for boating on and so on and speaking of boating three years ago cliff reed reintroduced boat trips to the nor with his enterprise boattrips.ie where people can embark at John's Bridge and avail of trips and stories on the river. So here in Kilkenny, we, we take people on at John's Bridge. We bring them slowly up the town, up as far as Green's Bridge. And depending on whether they're local people or tourists from America or wherever they're from, uh, we adapt the stories and we, uh, we adapt it to suit the people who are on the boat because we want them to get the best out of it, you know, we want them to enjoy it. If they're the Americans, like, you'll tell them about the history of Kilkenny, you'll tell them about the history of the waterways, uh, you tell them a little bit about the wildlife, like, there's great wildlife to see here. We're in the middle of Kilkenny City, and it's not uncommon to see kingfishers, not uncommon to see otters. We've all varieties of birds here, water birds, and we try to tell them a little bit about the history of the wildlife as well, like, it's... A lot of these, a lot of wildlife would have its own folklore and history going back, and just throwing little snippets. Now, it's not all a facts and figures tour either. You know no. what I mean? So, uh, will you tell us a little bit one of the stories, maybe from the um, folklore? From the folklore, well, like the Hearn there, just down the river here from us now. Uh, back in the old days, he was ranked the lowest bird in Ireland. Okay, they used to rank all the birds, and the Hearn was ranked the lowest because there was no food to be got from him because he was all skin and bones. His bones were of no use, and his feathers weren't of any use either. So he was the lowest ranking bird there is. But uh, people kept him as pets in particular. But uh, we named that lad uh, Bertie, uh, so we call him Bertie the Hearn when we're going down the river and. You know, how we look, we try and get a bit of a kick out of it and a bit yeah. of a laugh out of it, you know. Yeah. But we don't want to, um, we often don't want to overburden them with the amount of stories. I know I ramble on a terrible lot and I, I get carried away with, with the stories sometimes, but sometimes people just want to relax, take it easy, and for me to stay quiet, basically, to yeah. be honest about it, and you try and pick up on that. And a tour we used to do there uh, last year, we didn't get to do it, but we were doing it the year before, was the Dawn Chorus. So we used to take people out at about half five, quarter to six, and we'd go down the river and we'd shut off the engine so you just don't hear nothing. And you'd hear the morning come alive mm-hmm. and all the birds whistling. And I have a couple of friends of mine who are uh, very good at identifying the birds. And now and again you get them to come along and they'll identify each bird by its sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And your ear would tune into the different different birds and stuff. And that's that's pretty that's pretty good that it's one lovely. now to be honest yeah, yeah yeah and would you get to know now here in Kilkenny for instance the kind of various nuances of the river where it gets a bit faster maybe at times or it's deeper in places like have you got to know the river now a bit ah uh, you would yeah and it's the same with the river barrow you you get to know them and uh, you know for want of a better way of describing it they have their own characters you know the river um, actually people used to in the old days they never refer, refer to the rivers as dead barrow. It was Barrow. It was uh, it was given a name. It wasn't called a thing. It yes. was like a living thing, a uh, living being, you know. Yeah. Uh, and they do. They tend to have their own char- uh, character and flow to them. And you'll see it according as the water rises and drops, what way she she'll move. 
But if you were to talk to any of the local kayaking guys or canoers here in Kilkenny, and even across in the Barrow, they get a feel for the river and they can see where the water flows and where it doesn't. And that's what kayaking and canoeing is all about. And that's the beauty of that sport. And it's a fantastic sport that you can go down the river with the flow and then you can make yourself, you make your way back up the flow using eddies and pools where the water isn't flowing or flowing backwards or flowing around in a circle. And uh, if you look down here, you can see the way the, the, the water twists in around and you can see the fast flow of the water is this side and the slow flow is over the far side of the river on the and inside of the bend. And how have you seen that there? How do you see that there Well, now? the bend is this way. You see this here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the speed of the river is going to hit that bend. That's going to be the eroding bank. Okay. As such, only the, the flood defences are there. Yeah. And what would normally happen on a river then, it would deposit the silt over on the inside of the bend the bend there yes and that's how the, the river develops and meanders and it starts to go out and around in yeah. a circle you know okay um, so you'd have the slow flow over there where the boats are and you'd have the faster flow here but the river here it's such a slow flowing river uh, the Nore, it's one of the slowest in Ireland the Barrow is actually the slowest flowing river in Ireland but this is fairly slow itself yeah uh, so there's not a major contrast between the, the speeds there you know mm, okay yeah Cliff spent six years as a kayak instructor before he set up his boat business and there are two strong canoe clubs in Kilkenny, one in the city, the Kilkenny Aqua Canoe Club and one in Thomastown, the Thomastown Paddlers Canoe Club. I meet Dunica Brennan, secretary of the Thomastown Club. Okay, so uh, at the moment we're sitting here um, on the banks of the River Noor in Bridge. Um, it's Thursday evening at 6.30 and there'll be a crew of in or around 10 to 20 uh, paddlers arriving here between now and 7 o'clock um, and we'll be getting on the water so there'll be a mix of abilities uh, I myself and one of the other guys will be coaching our I suppose what would be our junior A squad so we'll have in or around 6 to 10 of those they're aged between uh, 12 and probably 15 so I suppose the hope for us in our club is we're always keen to uh, find you know the next the next big name in the sport um, obviously the ultimate aim would be you know world championships and Olympic games I suppose is the, the absolute dream um, but you're always looking for that you know that next superstar so that's what we'll be doing putting them through their paces for an hour or so and uh, yeah that's what that's the plan for tonight and how are you resourced then as a club we're kind of limited enough um, on that front we would have big aspirations for development of the club um, at the moment you know we're researching into um suitable sites possibly to for the future development of a boathouse uh, for the club I think you know one of the barriers certainly to us expanding and you know may possibly taking on more members and even nowadays we're very conscious of inclusion and we'd love to be, you know, be able to take people out para, para athletes and um, you know special needs athletes we'd love to be able to cater more for them but we just are really limited at the moment I suppose with those kind of things you know access to the river suitable shape we don't have changing rooms we don't have a clubhouse as such we're very very fortunate and grateful to carlo kilkenny etb who have provided us with a space to store probably half of our kayaks um down at the Grenon mill mm. uh, so the other half are really stored on trailers in different people's houses um so yeah we feel like you know we do have we do have do have big plants i suppose um Acting on them is going to be a big push in the next maybe five to ten years, you know, mm-hmm. finding a suitable site, you know, looking for grant help then to try and uh, make it a reality. But it would, I think it would be amazing for not just Thomastown, but for like, you know, the whole southeast scene and developing kayak racing in the area. Mm-hmm. In other places, maybe in Europe, you might see 
great activity on a river here. It's not so populated, maybe. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it is underutilised here. You know, I've been to South Africa and you see hundreds of, you know, young kids and adults out enjoying the rivers, you know, um, every evening and there's facilities in place. Every little town has, you know, a, a dedicated slipway, a dedicated uh, boathouse for, you know, not just kayaking, but rowing clubs and, you know, any other type of uh, boating associated with the river so certainly in Ireland it definitely is underutilised um, when we visit Gregnamana to kayak which we do very regularly we're very envious of uh, the waterways Ireland system that runs down there and you know they're, they're, um, they're granted that they seem to be able to uh, tap into so hopefully hopefully in the coming years we're able to find those grants and develop that dream boathouse that we talk about so much you know at the moment the club are really proud of their paddler Senan Forrestal who was selected for the Irish team he turns up for training in Bennett's Bridge as does Adam a transition year student in Kilkenny College with his K1 kayak I started off uh, about five years ago in a different kayak say a whitewater kayak so that's Close to the average recreational kayak that yeah. you'd see out on the river normally. And then I just, I kind of got interested uh, once I saw Dunica here, my coach. And it's just from there on, I took off and I saw it on YouTube. And I just, I really got interested and worked harder and harder. Mm. So for the past two years, I got to this stage and I'm fairly happy. Great, yeah. And what's it like being on the river now here in Bennett's Bridge? It's a good scenery. Like, I don't live too far away. And it's it's good fun, like... You get to make loads of friends and it's just, Bennett's Bridge is an incredible place. Like it's really lucky with the river and everything. Like it's it's incredible and we've, we haven't had any hazards or it's just, it's flat water and chill and nice. Just, you see all types of wildlife, everything on the river. Mm. It's just nature's way, like, and you're just part of it. It's It feels incredible compared mm. to anything else that you'd, any other sports you do, so... And you've kind of got up close and personal, I'm sure, at times with the water as well and, you know, been in, immersed in the water. Yeah, like, it's it's just incredible. Like, you have to obey. Sometimes there's you have to obey the river in a way that the, the force, like, the force of the river is incredibly strong. You just have to obey. You have to go that way, whatever it takes. Like, it's weird yet funny. Just, it's 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 something you don't encounter. Yeah, and you'll yeah. keep on at it, will you? Oh, of course. Please God, please God. Like, it's an incredible, incredible feeling. Even being out in the water or anything, like, love to do this when I'm in my 60s, 70s, so when I'm well older. So, yeah. thank you. Bring yeah. it on. Please God. When young people are engaging with the river and respect and appreciate it, then its future guardianship is in safe hands. Instilling these attributes into young people is what Maura Brennan does with her ACORN project. The ACORN project was delivered as part of the Norvision Community Engagement Strand. For the Norvision project, we were delivering the education programme to schools along the Nor, um, which was a real privilege to be able to start at the very source of the Nor in uh, Lismacken NS up near Devil's Bit. So we're delivering to six schools altogether right along the Nor, um, Lismacken, Durrow. We ran a programme in Freshford, Inishtig, and our last one now will be with Kells School. Uh, Gulbrida NS in Kells. It was called the Acorn Project. So the Acorn Project kind of takes at the centre of everything the oak tree and we look at how the oak tree takes a journey with the river 
and we just moved down through the riparian woodlands of the Noor and learned just how the, the river interacts with those woodlands and how those woodlands provide valuable life uh, corridors for for mammals and um, just the habitat that the river creates as it goes down. Um, so we just get children out into nature, teaching them about those ecosystems and also their their human role in those ecosystems and what we can do to become guardians of those ecosystems. And we do that by, um, as we're doing our four sessions of forest school, um, which is really kind of active learning, getting them out, making things, learning about nature. So we might be identifying different trees. We might be making different crafts from natural materials um, that could be weaving willow. It could be uh, using tools. Um, it might be learning about like um, ancient traditional skills like fire lighting and wild cooking and foraging and also as part of that what we do is we gather acorns so we gather acorns from different woodlands these acorns we have here today are from Bally Rafton Woods which is a sessile oak woodland on the river Dynan and um, we collect those acorns in the autumn and then with each group we work with we plant an acorn box and th when those saplings are mature then we plant them out so it just enables schools and communities to have an active role in climate action and becoming guardians of their environment where they can help restore that ecosystem. And to this end, Maura believes that Norvision continues to have an important role to play through instilling awareness of nature and of the river in young people. Norvision sees the importance of engaging children and young people through education in getting communities connected to their local streams and local rivers taking a more even long-term look at that um, for me it always comes back to the acorns and when we look at that idea of what a seed actually is uh, a seed contains everything it's, it's the future you know and I guess that's why the importance of working with children and with young people through education it's that you're working towards the future of the river and that's what Norvision is about it's about safeguarding and protecting the river into the future so that it's as beautiful for the future generations as it is for us today. Meanwhile, Cliff Reed of BoatTrips.ie finds Norvision's concept of getting together all the stakeholders in the river very appealing. Especially when you can take all the stakeholders and get them all to buy into the idea that we're here to protect and enhance the river. But not only that, like we're here to use the river. We have a, as a people, we have a deep connection with the rivers ourselves, you know. And it's only in the last 100 years, 150 years, that we started to turn our backs on the river. And we started to pollute it drastically. You had industry pumping crap into it. And, but we're, getting, we're slowly getting our act together. And uh, if you can get all the stakeholders involved and get them all together singing off the one hymn sheet that we can, you know, you can actually improve the quality of the river. You look out there... And look how beautiful that is and the setting that is. Now when you have kids out swimming in that, your kids out kayaking, playing, making use of it, from a, and even people out rowing boats up and down, that it would be fantastic. To learn more about Norvision, then check out their website, norvision.ie. The Norvision Radio Series is funded by Kilkenny Leader Partnership CLG through the Department of Rural and Community Development and the EU.